And welcome back to the COVID Reboot Series brought to you by the Cape Town Fashion Council. On this series, of course, we uh, educate, inspire, but most importantly, inform you as the fashion SMME sector here in South Africa on ways to revive and reboot your business. Now, as we're living in uncertain times due to the coronavirus pandemic, uh, so trying to get a firm grasp on trends can be a hard in this rapidly changing environment. Now, uh, Mushambi Mutuma, he is the CEO and author um, of Tech Adjacent, who stands at the forefront of tech and innovation here in South Africa or in Africa. And he joins us on the show today. Uh, Mr. Mutuma, good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, Colin. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mutuma. I know that you specialize in brand and business building, um, apart from all of the yes. other incredible work you've been doing in the continent. But among the many things discussed here on the COVID Reboot series, uh, Mushambe explains or will be explaining why understanding the purpose of digitization uh, should be the start of your innovation process. Mr. Mutuma, let's talk about business in the thick of COVID-19. Yeah, man, I think uh, it's a hard time for everybody. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, exceptionally difficult um, to not only figure out how to survive, but to scale in times like this. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people over the last couple of months, we, we've been hit by kind of wave after wave of unexpected loss, you know, whether that be job loss, retail loss, uh, business loss, it's, it's just kind of hit over and over. And I, but I think the, the great part about uh, what's happening right now, and literally as of this week, is things are literally starting to open up again. Mm -hmm. And I think most importantly, the economy is starting to open up again. So even, you know, lockdown restrictions aside, I think people are starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. And that's what I'm super excited about for all businesses, but especially for SMEs and for entrepreneurs. Oh, 100%. Let's just expand on that for a second. Someone made a very yeah. profound uh, comment uh, two days ago, and he said, we should be innovating and innovative while we are in this box. Let's talk about a disruption yes. and innovation. We've seen disruption across industries uh, as a result of you know, this, this global crisis. But let's talk about disruption and innovation. And then more importantly, you'll briefly discuss its effects on uh, the SMME uh, sector. Definitely. So I think the very first thing that I do want to, to say, Colin, is that there's a big difference between innovation and disruption, mm -hmm. right? Um, innovation is, is, is about problem solving. It's, mm -hmm. it's about making things simpler, better, easier, right? So if you're an innovator, you're in the business of making things better. Yeah. A disruptor and being disruptive is completely different. And we often like put those two words we together. We do put but, them together. <laughs> Yeah, disrupting is taking an old thing and making it completely obsolete. Um, so I don't know how many businesses are disruptive if you make it by that definition. I think there's a lot of businesses that have adapted old business models, old ways of doing things. Um, but if that thing still exists, it's not a complete disruption. Um, but I think the good thing as it relates to kind of SMEs is that I think that all SMEs don't have a choice but to innovate right um making things simpler better easier is the only way you'll ever stand out in the market it's the way you'll stand out against the big guys but what i'm so excited about and i've seen across my career and especially in the last couple of years is that innovating in your business now immediately puts you almost on the exact same level as big industry players right um you know about a year or so ago bank zero launched right and was preparing their launch and so forth and for the longest time, they only had 12 employees, right? You compare that to some of our big banks that have 40, 50, 60,000 mm. employees, 
multiple uh, centers, huge offices. All that infrastructure is incredibly expensive. Mm -hmm. And then it really makes sense why Bank Zero can call themselves, you know, Bank, Bank Zero. Zero. literally <laughs> in, the, in the business model and in the name, right? Um, so I think that space now more than ever, especially in South Africa, is now open for people that are cutting away at the old school way of doing things and the old school way of business models. And that, and I think that's why I wouldn't push people necessarily to be try to be disruptors, but I'd ask them to start at the innovation level. And again, it's those three things, simpler, better, easier. I love that. I love it. Let's zoom on in on innovation just for a second, because this is uh, this is a word we often throw around loosely. So to SME business yeah. owners, and, and, and we're talking to the fashion sector, so the fashion SME business owners, what are simple, you know, either, you know, low cost technologies that they can, you know, buy into or, or software tools or yeah. programs that they can, what are simple things they can do to innovate, um, especially their business and their business processes? Definitely. So I think the very first thing is that understanding that technology doesn't always have to be super complex, mm -hmm. right? Um, it doesn't have to be a new application or a very hectic e-commerce sites or, you know, some new system. And I think the very first thing is looking at very tangible steps. What can I do right now that can save me a little bit of money, okay. right? Or save me a little bit of time or make my, my, my staff's job a little bit e easier. And I think if you make the problems that basic and the questions you ask yourself, that helps you kind of have incremental growth on your innovation, right? So then that can start with, okay, cool. Well, let's use a digital point of sale system. Let me, let's get a Yoko device, right? Let's use that to inform how we manage inventory, right? And how we speak to our manufacturers. And then, so there's like little, little things that we can do. Let's get rid of all paper that's in the business, mm -hmm. right? And let's get rid of Excel and use a dashboard and sit. So I think the smaller you make kind of the problem that you attack first, the easier it is to kind of pick that up and scale it incrementally, as I mentioned. Mm, absolutely. You mentioned in your first comment that we are seeing the, the, the economy slowly start to open up again, um, which is great yes. for business. I think everybody's excited, um, but we have, we've been in a four month period of, of no business. And so rebuilding yeah. business that requires, that requires strategy. What in your opinion, and what is your advice to SME owners on how, how they can start rebuilding their businesses for the future. Yeah. And I think, you know what, I, I don't think that, uh, unfortunately, even though I'm excited about the, the opening up, I don't think that the, the worst has come yet. I think economically, uh -huh. we're still going to probably see something in the next year or two that kind of takes us on a hit. But I think the very first thing is understanding that COVID can hit at any time. Now. I mean, I don't think any of us are now not going to ever expect a global pandemic again. It, it's, it's happened. None of us <laughs> Absolutely. Knew, but it happened, right? <laughs> and so when the next one comes, if it, you know, God willing, it does. But if the next one comes, I think we'll hopefully be a little bit more prepared. Mm -hmm. But I think the first thing that people need to do, especially small business owners, is they need to listen to their customers. Right. Mm -hmm. And I say this across all sectors mm -hmm. is that a lot of people um, I went to the mall earlier today and it was empty. And it was literally the biggest mall in Joburg. It was empty. And you're just looking around and you're like, everything is open back up. All these shops are open and I've never seen this place. It was never been this easy for me to get a parking space. Wow. And it's the first time I've gone there in five months, right? So mm -hmm. I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people. 
So that the reality is that the shopping experience is going to completely change. The retail experience, the fashion experience is going to change. A lot of people are not going to want a full service face-to-face -face interaction any longer, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to want to be able to have that digital and for you to send it to their house. So if I'm in the retail space or I'm in the fashion space and I'm sending clothes or any kind of accessories, I need to know that I need to be able to get that to your house as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. I need to make my return process as seamless as possible. And I need to up my game from a customer service standpoint, where I used to be able to rely on you coming in and then I could speak to you. Now I've got to use SMS, I've got to use WhatsApp, I've got to use email or social media, right? So I think that's what we have to kind of adapt is that that old consumer isn't coming back. Let's just be honest about that. I think we need to stop expecting it to go back to normal. It's not going to. Wow. Only in little a, a small pocket, but the majority of people they're forever going to change. You're never going to go to a restaurant the exact same way you did before, right? You're still going to be pretty cautious, at least for the next year. Absolutely. And it's going to be the same in the shops and so forth. So I think yeah. it's just about leveling up on the other touch points that we, we now have with our customers. Uh, absolutely. One of the things you 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 you're well known for with your talks and your and your and, and your book uh, that you've authored um, is the discussion around exponential success. Now, often this is not a, yes. a term that we commonly hear within the you know the SME sector. Um, so let's talk for a second about some of the opportunities that technology uh, presents, but with the focus on on exponential yeah. success. Great. And I mean, it's a, it's a big word, a bit of a buzzword, but I think, um, you know, the, the core roots of, of exponential thinking and why it ties to technology is technology. Actually, let me take a step back. Humans think in a linear factor, yeah. right? Um, we think one, two, four, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We, that's how we kind of think, yeah. right? It's very predictable. We predict where we're going based on where we've been. But technology moves at a doubling power right and speed so if you think about your iphone your samsung the computer you're using right now that technology every 18 months doubles in capacity and size and storage and speed it halves in cost maybe maybe not for us but for 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 the manufacturers right and so that's why technology is so important because it's its ability to scale so quickly right even if you think about social media or even us having this conversa conversation uh, a couple of years ago, this would have been a very expensive conversation Absolutely. to have, yes. right? Or we'd be having to do it in a studio. But now we're quite comfortable. You can do it at home. You do it back at the office. And for pretty much for very low cost. And to anyone watching it, it almost costs you nothing, right? A little bit of data. You're probably going to spend more on, on Instagram and TikTok today anyways. So I think that's the power of technology is that it's its speed in which it moves, the accessibility that it gives, and the voice that it gives, and now the cost that it takes away. And mm -hmm. I think that's why using that will be the only way a small business can scale. You don't actually have a choice but to use technology. Absolutely. From a brand standpoint, and a marketing standpoint, from a tool standpoint, from an infrastructure standpoint, that's the only way you ramp up. You know, you're not going to be able to compete with everybody else thinking linearly or doing things in a very traditional manner. I, lo I love that you point that out. And that brings me to my next question with the pace or the rapid pace at which technology is evolving. I I'm going to use the word evolving because it's, I mean, what we see, you know, three months yes. ago, in, you know, three months later, things are completely revolutionized or changed within the tech space. So yes, what, are the, what are the risks? And I want to go as far as saying the dangers of not adopting 
these new technologies in, in the SME sector. Why is that dangerous and why should SME owners pay attention sure. to these uh, developments? Yeah, because you'll get left behind. That, that's mm. pure and simple, right? Because yeah. you're going to get left behind. Um, I'm, I'm in tech every single day. I run a digital lab that builds technology for, you know, big companies across the, uh, across the country and, and the continent. And as you mentioned, is that even as we're having this conversation right now, there's new technologies being launched and announced, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're still relying on the technology that you got last year or two years ago or five years ago, um, it, you're going to be quite outdated. It's, it's like, you know, it's, to make it super tangible, it's like using the very first version of Instagram compared to the latest one. Right. Um, is the functionality before was just like a picture and a couple of filters. Now we've got stories. Now we've got live. Now we got IGTV. Now we got reels. There's so much more level of interactivity. So if your brand was still using it for its first use compared to now, it's a completely different experience. Right. And it doesn't make sense. So I think that's the other reality. And the other thing is, if you think about consumers expectations, right, when you shop right online, who are you comparing every store to, mm -hmm. to a take a lot, to an Uber, to a Facebook, right? To a Netflix. If the site doesn't immediately show you that user interface and the trust that you expect from the biggest brands in the world, you're going to move on. Right. So unfortunately we don't have that filter in our brain just to be like, Oh, this is a small business website. It's fine. No, you no, want it to absolutely. be just as good, yes. just as trustworthy, have as just as many payment options, shipping options and the like. So I think that's why we, we can't get left behind is because consumer expectations are so high absolutely. in terms of what they get elsewhere. As soon as I'm logging to Netflix, Netflix tells me a hundred shows with 90% accuracy that I'm going to love to watch. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so I can't come to you and then not get that same level of customization or personalization. I'll be quite shocked that you don't offer the same. You know? Absolutely. I think personalization is no doubt it's, it's going to be the leading um, and also the deciding factor in the purchase decision for, for consumers. But with all of that said, uh, Mr. Mutuma, let's talk about a strategic advice. Um, because we've been saying a lot and, and I mean, within this space, we've been giving a lot yes, of advice sure. and we've been throwing a lot of information, you know, at SME business owners, but I want to simplify this in, 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 just give a few, you know, steps in terms of advice, a few steps um, or process that, that SME owners should follow uh, to yeah. get us to the next phase of business. Definitely. So I think I, I like to think in threes quite often. And I think, you know, if we talk about, if we take it back to one of your first questions around innovation, yeah. is that for me, there's kind of three S's for, 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 for unpacking how to innovate. The very first one, and I, and I briefly touched on it, is solve a problem, mm -hmm. right? So what's the problem that exists in your business today, either for you, for your employees or for your customers, right? What issue do they have? The easiest one is they don't want to get out of their house, right? How do we, how do we aim to solve that, right? Or they're in various locations and no one's really going to go back to fully normal. Or people want, you know, more hygiene. They want more screening, whatever that might be, right? I mean, the shops I went to today, changing rooms are shut down. What does that then mean, wow. right? Does that then mean that the that the return policy is going to be a little bit more flexible? Because now I can only change when I get home, and the health and safety with that. What does that actually mean? It, it wasn't clear, and it was frustrating for me that they didn't have it figured out. They didn't have an answer for, me, you know. Wow. Yeah. So the first one is solve a problem, right? Solve a problem for one of your stakeholders, and the simpler you make that, the better. 
the, 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 the next one is, is simplify, right? And, and it's really important because I think sometimes when we think about innovating, we want to like have like this Rolls Royce of an idea and we want to build a spaceship, right? We want to build, I need a new app for my Absolutely. consumers and that's going to make it easier. And no, 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 right? WhatsApp is a great, is an amazing tool. It's the biggest communication tool in the world. The founder of WhatsApp, he just wanted to make it simpler to call his father in Eastern Europe. Because mm -hmm. back then he had to use a calling card, go buy one, enter in a number, enter in a PIN, uh, purchase, then enter in his father's phone number. So he's like, how can I say hello to my father in three steps? Open the app, click his name, say yo. It's mm -hmm. that basic, right? That, that's and I think that's what we need to do is like try to be WhatsApp instead of trying to be <laughs> the most complex platform. Try to be trying to be, you know, your own standalone application, mm -hmm. right? And then the last one is scale. And we talked about that. That's about scaling digitally, right? Yeah. So whether that's your marketing, whether that's your, your communications, whether that's your processes, I think that's where people need to start thinking about it is that, okay, cool. What can I use now to make that a little bit better, right? If I'm communicating with my clients, right? How do I 10X that, right? Mm -hmm. Is great. Let me use Facebook and enter in all those people's details. Be a lookalike audience that has the exact same behaviors, likes the exact same things. And then I've got a hundred more customers that I could potentially reach. You see what I mean? Absolutely. So I think that's that's the simple way of looking at exponential growth or 10x, right? It's, it's kind of like, you know, setting it so high and then using a tool to get there. To get right? there. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 Let's talk about predictions. Where do you see business in the near future heading in the in the country? So we're zooming in on the South African um, economy, yeah. the state of the economy and ways to sure. ways to revive or reboot. But what are your predictions? Where do you see us heading? Yeah, man, I think um, we're going to stabilize for a little bit, unfortunately, but I, I don't have good news, unfortunately, Colin, based <laughs> on what I think. Um, if, I, if you look at the other markets in the world, right, the U.S., literally, their last quarter was the worst quarter in history, the entire history of the United States. It was the worst financial quarter. Um, I think they had 30% reduction in their GDP. Wow. Unfortunately, that's going to come and hit us, right? We're, we're going to feel the effects of that, mm -hmm. you know, post-COVID, during COVID, whatever. It's going to keep coming. Um, and, I, and I think it's going to take a little bit longer for people to bounce back. So I think the next couple of months will be okay. We'll stabilize a bit, but then things might get harder again, right? A yeah. lot of people's jobs have been lost. Trying to recover those jobs is not going to be that easy. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, it's, I think it's, a, I can't remember if we're at a million or 2 million people that have already lost their jobs, right? Mm -hmm. If not more, mm -hmm. um, they're not going to immediately get hired. So what does that eventually mean? Spending is going to go down, yes. right? Lending is going to go down. So that certain essential things are going to fall away. Maybe I don't need new clothes, right? Maybe I don't need new accessories. I need to pay school fees or I need some, you know, there's going to be hard cuts that people mm -hmm. are going to make across the board. So yeah. I think that now more than ever is that we need to kind of gear up for another potential dip, right? Okay. So then rethink your lease, rethink your costs, rethink your staff and your overheads. You know, don't just go back to normal just because it's at level two or Absolutely. at level one. It's yeah. not it's not over just yet, right? And I think that's what people need to realize is that um, especially economically, um, there's still going to be a long way to build. It's a lot easier to tear down and to, and to close down than it is to build back up. 
Mm. Um, so I think people should be a little bit, they should be more, they should be very cautious over the next year, if I'm being Absolutely, frank. absolutely. So as much as we bring it innovative while we are in this box, we also want to be precautious, um, not to get too excited so. and overspend too early yeah. and, and then not, not future-proofing again, which, which we're finding is a exactly. common problem right now. People have now, SME owners have now discovered that they have not future-proofed their business and they were not prepared for this. So we definitely do not want this to happen um, again. Uh, now, before I let you go, Mr. Mutuma, what has been the biggest piece of business advice that you've received uh, in your life? Oh, my goodness. That's a great question. You know, I think it's, it's been rooted in grit. Um, mm. and, 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 and a couple of my mentors and very successful men and women I've literally just said, just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that's an, a very important lesson is that wow. grit is a great predictor for success. Um, you know, suffice it to say bad stuff is going to happen, right? To, to put it uh, <laughs> very mildly and, and, and uh, PG rated um, is bad stuff's going to happen. Um, and, and we saw this over the last four or five months. Um, it's going to happen again. We're going to retrench. We're going to lose people. We're going to mm-hmm. lose money. We're going to lose customers. We're going to lose suppliers. Things are going to get difficult, right? Um, but what do we then do? You know, we're entrepreneurs. Our, our whole being is rooted in bouncing back. Absolutely. And, and, and so for me, it's just like, you know what? You take a day and be a little bit depressed. Cry, eat some ice cream, have some, have a nice glass of wine. Uh, but tomorrow we got to get back but up. Get back up tomorrow. Right? We got to get back up. And, uh, and I think that's what's going to actually save this country is that it's going to be entrepreneurs. It's going to be small businesses um, because we have an exceptional ability to just get back up and keep absolutely. going. Absolutely. Oh, that's incredible advice. Now, with grit being one of your secrets to success, what is that big piece of golden advice that you're giving to entrepreneurs and SME owners um, on the show today? Yeah, I've seen develop that grit. Grit is a muscle. I think it's something that you're going to be able to build on and flex. Um, but I think right now, for me, the, the, my biggest thing is that uh, in that future proofing is try to solve a problem for five years from now. Don't try mm-hmm. to solve a problem for COVID. Mm-hmm. Think about beyond. If you cast your mind a little bit forward and you're in the business of problem solving, instead of being in the business of fashion, being in the business of clothes, being in the business of accessories, be in the business of solving problems for people. Wow. Um, you know, clothing and looking good is a problem, right? It, 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 it is. So, it, it, so I wouldn't like just segment it and categorize it just fashion. Mm-hmm. I think you're, you're solving something. And if you can frame it that way, you will always have a customer. If you're in the business of solving problems, uh, there will never be a day where you don't have someone you can solve it for. Absolutely. Awesome. Profound advice and insight um, on the show this afternoon. We we zoomed in on the importance of innovating, um, not only while we're in this box, but also preparing or planning for the future. It is Mushambi Mutuma, CEO and author of Tech Adjacent. Uh, Now, don't forget, week after week, we bring you industry experts and pioneers and leading voices to assist the local uh, fashion SME sector in the country of South Africa uh, to move forward. Mr. Mutuma, thank you so, so much for your time. Absolute pleasure. Good luck to you and to everybody listening. Uh, Thank you, sir. Now, for more of these informative uh, sessions, please visit www.ctfcdigital.co.za. I'm your host, Colin Donsko, and until next time, take care and God bless.